Baylor Sports Station, 104.3 The Band presents Stokely and Zach. for you. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I was just silly me. Yeah. Going into got, our segment. Yeah, no, I got a question a little bit a little bit off. Um, why the Broncos can't find a punter? Uh, yeah, that yeah, that too. Um that's what we were just talking about for the last minute. It's just uh, it's really unbelievable. It is. But like when did they change the eating in the studio oh ruling? Like when does that change? Did when they change that, Kisner? Do you know when they changed that? Because like I, I, I can't. I didn't. Why? I haven't eaten in here. Why? You just continue you do to this? eat in here. I just haven't seen that email about we can oh now eat God. in the studio. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know if I trust food out there anymore either. No, I know, but like in the studio, like is that? Have you gotten that email? I didn't see it. I, ha- I oh, haven't. But. Okay, Zach, you must have got it. It must have not been. <laughs> We'll you just ha- continue to we'll, eat in the studio. We'll help you. We'll help you with your email after the show. Okay. Somewhere in there. Okay. All right. You know, Thank you. You know Thank my. You. you know my policy is. What is it? Be an adult. Like, but you're not an adult. You're don't sloppy. Like, don't you're like, sloppy. Don't like you're, spill your stuff. And if you, you spill, got like, carrots hanging off over the edge of your salad right now on the left side by your fork, like so you are sloppy eater. You're not a responsible adult. You're not at all. Zero. <laughs> not at all. So. That is not who you are. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anything else? That's it for now. Tiger tees off in about an hour. Yes. Are you finishing the show with us? <sighs> I'll be here. I'll be here. I got to pick up my son. So, All right. Yeah. Goodness. Okay. Deshaun Payton. Good to a- see Tiger back, though. How back? I don't know. We'll see. But it's always just good to have him back in the fold and in the mix and just just around. It is. I don't. Will he compete? No, he won't compete for you know to win the tournament. I, I, but how about make the cut? That will be interesting. You know, he made the cut at Augusta um, last year. He did, and I lost um, some money on that. Yeah. Uh, so it's he's a champ, man. You don't count out that guy and ever. Uh, but. Obviously, when you're not in competition mode and you haven't done it for a while, and you know, will his body ha- uh, hold up? Also, right. is a obviously a big storyline. Can he make it through the tournament? And how how does that affect um, on the third day? Right, or just the way, or even the second day. And it was cold yesterday, really cold over there when he was doing the pro am. So look, but you you don't ever count out greatness. I mean, will he make the cut? Probably not. But I'm not the dummy betting against it. Are you? No, not 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 yet. Anyway, we'll have two more breaks before then, so we'll <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, but I remember this time last year when he uh, popped up in the Masters, right? Yeah, it was the limp, it was the hip, and I'll never my forget, neck, my back. I'll never forget because Chad, Chad Andrus was here on the air, uh, who's one of our filling guys and does a great job. Because I was actually there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you ever been there? No. Oh. No. Have you ever been to, they're playing at Riviera? You ever been there? Nope. Out there in- <laughs> no. Pretty cool places. Nope. Um, but I remember Chad was on the air. And he's like, 
eyes have studied every step of Tiger's career. His hip is out of place. Just watch the practice round. He's wincing. He's in agony. And I'm driving down the road, not paying attention, bringing my son to preschool, firing on Tiger Woods to miss the yeah, cut. Like, Chad knows. This guy knows yes. Tiger. And then Tiger's out there just like, yeah. friggin' nails. Unbelievable. Yep. Oh, my gosh. All right. Deshaun Payton's approach to the NFL draft contradict the philosophy of George Payton. Stoke George is on record saying that he wants picks, accumulate picks, you know, more more chances at the dartboard, right? Yes. He's a general manager. It's kind of like how these guys are wired, right? What you do? I draft players, right? And I want to draft good players. I want to build my team through the draft. That's usually the philosophy, usually. That's right. That's right. More opportunities, higher probabilities. I get it. Sean Payton, in his draft history in New Orleans, says the opposite. Now, we got uh, our, our staff here behind the scenes that did the research. How about this? I'll just go through six years with you here. In 2020, the Saints only made four picks. In 2019, the Saints made five picks. In 2016, the Saints made five picks. In 2013, the Saints only made five picks. In 2012, the Saints only made five picks. 2009, the Saints only made four picks. This is not just a one-off example. This is um, one, two, three, four, five, six different years where the Saints made five picks or less. And when we really took a dive into why that was the case, three things sort of become apparent in Sean Payton's draft history. Number one, Sean Payton loves to trade future picks for current picks, typically giving up value. So picks down the road for picks right now, even yeah. if you kind of win the deal from a value standpoint. Yeah, so like you, you're going to pick up someone's second, early second-round pick this year, and I'm going to give you my first-round pick the next year. Yep, yep, so a, a structure like that. Yep. Thing that we learned, number two, Sean Payton is not afraid to give up picks for a player that he likes. So identify a player in the draft. I'll give you three picks for that one pick because I believe that guy is our guy. Okay? And then thing no- thing number three, Sean Payton will trade picks for veteran players to play right now. So we have a couple things. Six different years where the Saints had five picks or less. And then the three things that we learned from this exercise, loves to trade future picks for current picks, even if, even if it means giving up value. He's not afraid to give up picks for a guy he likes in the draft, and he'll trade current picks for veteran players to win right now. When I lay all that out to you, does it kind of feel like, um, I don't want to say anti-George Payton, because I don't want to phrase it like that, but it's a different approach. Yeah, it could be. I, I don't know. You know, Every situation is different, and obviously in New Orleans, when you lay that out, I mean, they, they were a winner. Right? They weren't rebuilding. They rebuilt, and then they were a consistent winner, and they did it quickly. So I I look at that scenario. Maybe that's going to be different than this scenario, and maybe that's why they approached it that way. And I don't know how – you know, he wasn't calling all the shots there. He wasn't the general manager. I mean, him True. and Ricky Loomis were together, and at the beginning, you know, he wasn't a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Nope. So it wasn't like he had all that power there. So I think uh, – you know, we got to remember that also. So 
It, was that Mickey Loomis's, their general manager, his approach more than Sean Payton? You know, we, we just don't quite know that. And then also, they were a winner, right? right? They won. So what are you trying to do? You're trying to get impact players now. We're trying to get that next step. We're trying to win another Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl winning uh, football team right now. And you know what? We'll trade our number one pick next year because we want this Marcus Davenport coming off the edge for us. He can impact the game right away, this edge rusher. We need one of those guys. So I think um, we'll see what it looks like here. You know, is that his philosophy? Uh, Is he that guy all the time? Or is it the situation, you know, that's the way they thought was best for their football team. And this situation, I think, is different than – you know, some of those years that you referenced there with New Orleans. And I think time will tell on, like, who his philosophy, what his philosophy really is when it comes to these types of things. What do you think the Broncos' approach should be for this year's draft? Is it, and there's a lot of different directions you can go with that, but is it about, like, okay, so one of these, one of these trends we saw, um, trading a pick for a veteran player. Should that be a, a Broncos approach for this season? No. No, we don't have enough picks to really do that. Um, I, I I think, once again, the Broncos are kind of stuck in the middle here, Zach. Whether it's rebuild or win-now mode, right? And that's, that's the problem. And, you know, I, I've been screaming about this for years. Like, you got to go all in on one or the other. All the way back to when I said they should trade Von Miller. Yes. Right? I mean, this is years and years ago. That was 2017. And, um, you know, you got to pick a lane here. And, you know, once again, we're kind of – we don't have the draft picks that you want to really rebuild this team. Uh, But you have the veteran quarterback that you paid a ton of money to to say, like, it's a win-now mode. But what else can you do when it comes to win-now mode? Because you you don't have a first-round pick to go out and trade for this veteran – Playmaker, this veteran offensive lineman. It's so it's it's difficult to do. So I I don't see that happening though. You just really don't have the draft capital to go out there and make a a big splashy move for this nice veteran. Now you could trade next year's first round pick, but do you really want to trade next year's first round pick? No. I mean, we're not the Rams. No. F them picks. No. We're not the Rams. They were close. Exactly. I want to revisit a conversation that you sort of bristled at a couple weeks ago. Oh, I bristled. You bristled. You sure I bristled. How do you know I bristled? Because I was here and I felt the whiskers. You did. I'll tell you if I bristled or not. Let me tell you. Are the Broncos in a rebuild? Oh. And I said no. You said no. Right. Because they're not. You don't rebuild... Um, okay, do you want to? Can I? Can I just tell you why they're not? And then you can. You go. You go. You go. I'm, yeah, I'm, I bristled at that. You darn right, I did. I'm bristling at it again. You're not rebuilding when you traded two first round picks, second round picks for Russell Wilson and gave him this huge contract. That doesn't. That doesn't scream rebuild. Rebuild says you move on from Russell. That might be what we're doing next year. Moving on from Russell Wilson and trying to retool through the draft and. Uh, get your cap in order. Where you're one of the, you, you can be one of the biggest spenders in free agency. That to me signals rebuild, right? That that's my mindset of rebuild. And the Broncos aren't doing that at all. They're picking when they made the move for Russell Wilson. That's win now mode. And any if they have Russell Wilson on this football team, that's not rebuild for me. Um, so so you, that that's where I'm at. You make a ton of sense. You actually make too much sense. Exactly. You make too much sense to the point where. 
You're making so much sense. It's once again highlighting to me how disjointed the Denver Broncos are. That's how much sense you're making because you're right. All the moves signal we're ready to win and we're all in, but the results are the complete opposite. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, would the Broncos be in a rebuild? If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, would they be in a rebuild? Well, it depends on who your quarterback is. You know, are you drafting a young guy? Are you trying to develop that young guy? I mean, that that would signal rebuild. If you're going with the Andy Dalton, you know, a Joe Flacco like we did, yeah. with Joe Flacco, yep. that, Case Keenum, that would not signal a rebuild. So I would have to see what their actions are telling me. Uh, but m- most likely, yes. And, you know, I, so yes, I mean, probably uh, you would be more in a rebuild mode. Like, that's where my mind goes. Like, if we just obeyed the results and some of the movements, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson's contract and the move that you made. And the first round pick. Yep. And yep. Assets yep. That and everything that went into that. Right. If you didn't do that. And we were just acknowledging a 5-12 and 12 team for what they are, bad football team. You have the fifth overall pick. Yeah. You, have a, you fired your coach. You have a brand-new coach coming in. It's like it says rebuild, but it's not. And I think that's part of what made the Broncos' job opening confusing. Um, or not confusing, but, yeah, kind of a little bit confusing, like unfocused. Like, wait, so I'm supposed to take over this five-win team with a quarterback – that threw this less touchdowns than like a true rebuilding team in Chicago, but I'm supposed to win. I got a different word than confusing. Made it a bad job to take. Yeah, that's what it made it. Yeah, yep. Because it's so disjointed. That's, that's more blunt. Yep. Yeah, yep. just like nope, you're right. it wasn't a good job. It was and not. We, we, you know. Yep. And we talked about it at the beginning. I laughed at like, okay, well, no. Why is Sean Payton interviewing with the Houston Texans? This job is better than the Houston Texans. Like, we got the ownership, you know, group here. At least you don't want to deal with Cal McNair over there. That place is nuts. But then you take a step back and you look at everything. It's like, no, actually, that job's better than this one. It's oh, better, Carolina. That job's better than this one. It, oh, that was better too. Right. So it just wasn't a good job to take. You know, because it is disjointed. You don't have draft picks. You got Russell. You got to fix him. Salary, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a bad job to take. And you got to win. Tough, tough job. You're and you're in a win. bad division. And I mean, you're in a win. tough division. Yeah. You got Patty Mahomes and yeah. you got Justin Herbert. Right. So, I mean. You ever it, hit it, on that driving range right there? Right there? <laughs> it's a pretty cool driving range. Oh, my on. gosh. First hole is unbelievable. First hole is unbelievable. Like, you're way up top and you're hitting down low. Like, it's all. it looks like two miles down. It's awesome. Awesome. Oh, good! And actually, you. I birdied the first hole. It's a par five. <laughs> Got there on in two and um, hit hit a nice driver. I think it was a four or five iron. I was all the way on the right side of the green. Pin was all the way on the left second. and I hit this great putt. And my partners gave it to me about a foot or two, two feet away. Just unbelievable putt. And they gave me the birdie. So it was a great way to start Riviera. Love that place. Maybe one day you and Drew can get out there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's get back to the Broncos. Zach, let's get back to the Broncos. No, Kisner, you're not invited. You're going to be hanging with Keith Urban. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sorry. You have a great memory when it comes to your rounds of golf. I do. It really is. It, 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 like, no joke, and, and this is so true. Um, Wolf, like, finish a round of golf, and you can go through nearly, if not all, every single hole, not just your shots, but you remember my shots. Yes. And That's I'm correct. 
four Tito's and two cigars yeah. in. Yes. Like, I don't care anymore. Yes. And like, no, that's when you landed, you were on the fringe, and then you did it, and I'm like, holy crap, how do you remember this stuff? I'm lasered in, man. I'm focused. Got to count all your shots. That is. Got to go like one, two, three, and four out five. Six. We couldn't find out what's eight, you know. <laughs> I do that for Sean Fowler also. Oh you know, some guys you just got to count their shots, you know. It's Goodness. Like, I made a five. No, you actually made a seven. You know, you forgot about that ball that you hit out of bounds. Like, oh. oh. Got to love it. It is almost here. God, I can't wait. Golf. I was at PJ Store Superstore today. Nice. <sighs> Loading up. Love it. Loading up. Love Can't it. Can't wait. I'm going to take my first ever golf trip at the end of next month. Yes. I'm in the process of getting a a, 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 a bag, like a travel bag. Yeah. And I'm going to use a company called Chipsticks and send it across the country, and it will be there waiting at this golf course in North Carolina when I get there. So you don't even have to lug it onto the airplane. How cool is that? How cool is that? Pretty cool idea. And then when I'm done, they send it back home. Yeah. You don't even have to get it there. So don't worry about the luggage. You just need a bag now. It's freaking cool, man. Convenience yeah. personified. Yeah. Okay. Back to business. I read something this past week that if I was George Payton, it bothered the hell out of me. And it was from Jeremy Fowler. Well, wait, just real quick, though. Yes, so I just, let's finish up the, um, I want to put a bow on this um, whole Sean Payton. Is this going to be the philosophy? I mean, do you, I went on a little bit of a off- you know, just a little script bit. here. Just uh, a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's on TV. I like at Tiger Woods and Riviera. Just haven't. I went there last year, uh, and so it's just fresh in my memory. So I wanted to just get it out there. Uh, but how do you think? Do you think that's like how he is altogether, or that because like the way I laid it out was? I think it's more of the situation the Saints were in, and their win now mode. They were so close, and they had won a Super Bowl. So it's like. Whatever with those picks, we need these players now. And I think there might be a different philosophy here. And, you know, because it's his first year here and you you want to you want to really evaluate Russell Wilson before you start making big moves right. of win now or rebuild. Let's let's give Russell one year here and see if he's salvageable or not. And then we'll pick our lane on rebuild or all in win now mode. Fair? Good? I know I, I think that I think that's a fair thought. I I, I hope that that's the thought, that that was a different situation. You're trying to get over the hump. Broncos are not trying to get over the hump. They're trying to get off the map. And Matt, with a T, sorry. Um, this needs to be a slower build. I am not worried about putting, you know, putting this thing in a microwave and trying to make this thing a winner. This is a unique, once again, a unique intersection of where the Broncos are at and where they're going. And... The Broncos are not in a good place. They're just not. I I don't know how you could argue that they are in a good place. They, they are not. So if you accept that reality, which I have, it is about brick, stacking brick. Just just use all your picks. I don't need a veteran player. I need guys on rookie contracts. If you got six picks, I hope we hit on three of them, and three of them are starters on rookie deals for the next four years. And just as long as we're going in the right direction, man, because, Question. Okay. Because if you hit the gas and you're in mud, your chance of getting out of that mess is not great. Right. How about this approach this year? So our first picks are two third round picks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, whatever we got. I don't know after that. But uh, how about trying to flip some of these picks this year for next year's picks? 
Ooh. You follow me? Ooh. Like, so so we're going to actually take the patient approach here when it comes to the draft. And we don't have a lot of draft picks this year. We got two third-rounders, which are good picks, premium picks, right, um, in the 60s, 68, yeah, 69, I think something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think um, it's 67, so, 68, something yeah. like that. So uh, you got premium picks here. And I'm not saying you have to trade both of them, but one of them, maybe you flip the one this year and you get a second-round pick next year, Zach. Like, you start taking that little bit patient approach instead of, like, trying to push all in right now where it just doesn't feel right. Let's take a deep breath this year and really focus on the following year and kind of retooling our draft, retooling our, you know, our cap and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe flip a pick or two this year for, you know, future picks for us. I think it's one of the smartest things you said today. Oh, wow. It's, it is a conservative approach. You get, you get all your picks back next year. You're back in the first round. You're back in the second round. Like, so if if it's not about this year, and I think you can do both things. I think you could use all your picks this year and still sure. kind of take that uh, you know, conservative approach. What the non-conservative approach is, is, you know, is trading picks for veterans and stuff like that. Like, no, let's get guys on rookie deals. Let's build a football team the right way. It's got a lot of holes. So either use all your picks this year or, yeah, look ahead to the future. Be conservative. Be patient. Accept where you're at and – Create a plan of where you're trying to go. And if this is a long-term deal with Sean Payton, Sean Payton will outlast George Payton and Russell Wilson. So if he's in charge, you need to begin with the end in mind. Exactly where I was going, right there at the end. Like, that's the great thing about having Sean Payton here and the contract that he has. He's not in this thing for the short term. Nope. Right? It's not like, oh, my gosh, we might have to change a coach in two years. No. Hey, you're here, buddy. Right, we're committed to you. You're committed to us. This is the long-term approach, right? And yes, we're still trying to win now, but we got to figure out Russ. But overall, we're trying to be better in four or five years than we are, you know, next year, this yep. coming year. Yep. And that's the most important thing here. And and so we finally have a coach, I think, that understands that because you committed to him. It's not a rental. Right where we had Nathaniel Hackett, we don't know what he's all about. Well, what is he trying to? He's trying to win now because he's going to get right, fans. Right, Vance Joseph, same thing. Vic Fangio, same thing. Like, no, we're committed to Sean Payton. We know he can win. So this is more the long term view, which I love, which it should be. Uh, we're committing to this process. I love it. I love it. I am not worried at all about the speed in which the Broncos are going. I'm just worried about the right direction. That's right. So, and we um, got the guy. We yeah. do have the guy in Sean Payton. There's no doubt about it. You know, if if it's going to get fixed, um, we have we have the coach, which like for me is <sighs> thank goodness. Yes, there's something tangible. Gosh. There's something tangible to hold on to because the roster's not going to do it for you. No, and the quarterback's not going to do it for you. No, but ownership and the coach are vital. That's it. But there's a piece in between ownership and the coach. And there's a quote from this past week that not enough people are talking about. And if I were George Payton, it'd scare the hell out of me. I'll fill you in next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Bang, 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 bang. 
I read something this past week, and this came out like on like Monday, and I don't know if enough people didn't catch it and. Trust me, I, I don't have. I, I can't listen to everyone all the time, right? Like whether it's here, or there, or everywhere. But, but I haven't heard this discussed. This little sentence from Jeremy Fowler that he slipped in an ESPN article on Monday, assessing 20, 2023 NFL head coaching hires, and they gave like a verdict on Sean Payton and the Broncos hiring a Sean Payton. Okay, this is what Jeremy Fowler said. Denver's meandering coaching search leaves questions about whether Peyton was actually the first choice. And meandering, you're kind of going over here, you're going over there. You know, we, we saw that with Harbaugh here, no, D'Amico Ryan's top candidate, and now we're back to Sean Peyton. Kind of goes back and forth. A river, a river can meander. Denver's meandering coaching search leaves questions about whether Peyton was actually the first choice. Though Complicated deals involving draft picks and high salary can take some time. George Payton is well-regarded in the building despite a few missteps. But the buzz around the league is Sean Payton wants to reunite with Saints Vice President and Assistant General Manager Jeff Ireland. That affects the Payton dynamic, end quote. This is Jeremy Fowler going on the record say word around the league is that Sean Payton wants to reunite with the with the assistant GM from New Orleans. Oh. Wow. Uh whoa. Awkward. A little bit. Awkward. A, a lot of bit. Um, We've speculated this and then it's like, no, like everyone loves George. Don't worry about like it says a couple missteps. Like, don't worry about your foot in the bear trap that like ate your foot. Yeah. Like that type of misstep. Well, I think look, it, this thing is gonna happen this year. Right, this whole year. I feel pretty good about that. Well, George what's Payton, the thing? George Payton, Sean Payton. Yes, uh, right. Like, right. it's not going to, like, we're not going to get through the draft and they're going to they're gonna fire George Payton. No. Right, so this is no. going to go through the football season. Yep. Okay, and, I mean, that's the way I see this thing playing out. And then at the end of the year, okay, we'll evaluate our friendship. Our friendship is only as good as you do. <laughs> that's right. Right? And that's something. That was like you the first year. We evaluated you after year one, right? It was only as good as you did, and you did just enough to stay for another year. Did you have to sleep on it? I didn't. I didn't have to sleep on it. Um, And that's how this relationship Uh, is with Sean and George. Yes. If you do good in the draft, some free agents, et cetera, and and feel good about how this relationship is going by how you're doing on your job, really, then guess what? We'll stay together. It's all good. Right. But if not... Then you got to go, and I got to. I'll bring in my guy, Jeff Ireland, or whoever. That's just the way it works. You're really lucky that you're getting this one year with him. He, he is. He really so, is. He really is. So I think I think that's how I see this thing playing out. It's a trial run here. It's a year trial run for George and Sean. And if Sean doesn't feel good about it, then George will be gone, and they'll bring in someone else. It's all about Sean Payton. You know, like last year, it's all about Russell. It's all about Sean Payton. And the way that George can stay around is by having a good offseason. Yeah. Go figure. Like, doing a great job at yeah. what he's supposed to do. Do you have to have a great offseason? If, 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 if another name is already being floated out there by Jeremy Fowler, who's not willy-nilly, by the way. I mean, Jeremy Fowler doesn't just say stuff just to say it. Like, he's not There's a hot take guy. Town. He's, 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 uh, he's, like, purely, like, informational-based 
t- type of guy. Facts. Just not throwing stuff to the wall. He's going on the record in a piece on, figure. Uh, on ESPN saying he's given a name to it. Like, this is a thing. So it feels like to a certain degree, to which degree, I'm not sure, but to a certain degree, it's like George Payton needs to, like, fend off what could be coming. And I don't even know if you do, like, a competent job, if that's going to be enough. Because you kind of got some making up to do. Well, you got a lot of making up to do, obviously. But I think it, it depends on the dynamics of that relationship to start with. How do you vibe with each other? And, I mean, do you need to hit a grand slam? I don't know about that. But you, you need to do a good job. Does it have to be a great job? I mean, do you have to, you're not going to hit on every pick. No. But, you, you know, you, you, need to, you need to do a really good job. It's got to be an impact. There's right. got to be an impact. Right. Because, I mean, you're getting evaluated by your head coach. And if you're not bringing him the goods, then... You know, I, th- I think I don't. I don't think there's a really a, a gray area here. I don't think there's going to be. Well, I don't know. You know, this. I think it's it's going to be very clear. He, yeah, he did a good job. He did a really good job. Like everyone's got to be in agreement. Yeah, like, I, he, I just, kill, he killed it. Yeah, or like like this year, we know. Like, oh my gosh, disaster. It was awful. I mean, disaster. really, really, really I mean, bad. Awful uh, free agent pickups. Awful trade for Russ and giving the contract. Bring back pick, Mel- Nick oh. Benito. Yep. Bring back Melvin Gordon. Right. I mean, all those things. I mean, it was just awful. Did, did you just, say Randy Gregory? No, but, no, but at, at, at free agency. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just disaster. Yeah. Just at an absolute disaster. So I don't know if it could be worse. I don't know either. Could it? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. No, it couldn't. No, no, no it couldn't because of the Russell uh, stuff. Like one of the biggest contracts in the history of the game, and. You traded a lot for him, and he played so bad. No, you, you couldn't have. It might have been the worst offseason for a general manager in sports history. Seriously. No, it's up there. Right? It really is. And he's, is. he's actually lucky that this ownership group was in its first year. I can't see, even if in their second year, if they're more comfortable and knew the landscape better and relationships further developed and added context, just how bad it was last offseason. And I can't believe it because I thought this guy, George Payton, was just – just tops. I mean, we were so I, – I, I said into the same microphone probably a half dozen times uh, that I think the best thing about the Denver Broncos right now is George Payton, that, like, I believed that. And he had a good start. He did. He did. And not saying he still can't do more good stuff, but that window of time, you would be hard-pressed to find a more destructive window than last offseason. I don't think you can. I, I really don't. It's. Um, Did you even say the coach that was the seventh quickest fire in no, NFL history? No, no. We didn't no, even say we that. We didn't even say Hackett. No. Didn't even get to that. Wow. Forgot about that. I mean, it's so forgot. bad. How that's, did you forget about that? That's wow. when I see people oh. like, hey, hey, no, hey, no, George Payton's so highly thought of. It's like, dude, have you exhausted this conversation like we have? I don't give a damn if 49 states said this guy's the best. We were here. We witnessed it. We saw it. It was a disaster. And, and, and I don't like if you were in court arguing that the other side wouldn't stand a chance. It's cut and dry. Yes. Yeah, it, it really is. But he's got an opportunity. Yes, he he's does. He's been given a lifeline here yep. and he's got an opportunity. And so he's got to earn it and he's got to have a really good offseason. I think we'll be able to tell, you know, at the end of the year, like, OK, yeah, he, he did a good job. This thing is back on track and he had a really nice offseason or not. I mean, you're going to have free agent pickups. You're going to, you know, will there be some trades or whatever the case may be? So I think it's going to be pretty clear cut on George Payton at the end of the year. I hope you're right. And and if and if it's not, any gray area might just lead to darkness. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that. Certainly. 
but bad year last year for George. Bad, bad year. Holy cow. It can't be worse. It, it couldn't. It, it couldn't. It, it can't. It can't. Nothing worked out. It Nothing. can't. Nothing worked out. <laughs> no. Everything. And not only, like, didn't work out, it was, like, epic, classic, top five all-time failure stuff. Yes. 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 So he's he's digging himself out of a hole. But the fact that he's still holding the shovel is, here we go. I mean, let's, let's see what you can do. Um, okay. We collectively, as sports fans, have not seen something, this one thing, in nearly 40 years. And it's going to happen this year. And Denver's actually at the center of it. We'll explain next. Denver Sports Station 1043, the fan presents Stokely and Zach. Little Wayne jumped on this thing a couple years ago and oh, just like, oh, yeah, this is too far. Yeah, this is too far from back. Way back. Way back. Man, now, like, <sighs> you know, like the hologram, the Tupac, like hologram and stuff like that from a few years ago. Yesterday, I took a dive and I got to get this off my chest and I'll let it go here in a second. Stokely, I, no joke. And you guys too back there, like, please pay attention to me. Oh, goodness. For, 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 for just a minute. What are we doing? Where we are going as a society with artificial intelligence is jarring. It's already happening right now in every way, shape, and form, like whether it's uh, artificial uh, uh, um, uh, informational chats. Like you could, you could, say, you could say to uh, an artificial um, chat, um, uh, teach me about the Titanic sinking. Um, was the Titanic uh, sinking an insurance fraud? And it'll give you like a full blown explanation because the whole internet is at its disposal and it can decipher what's true, what's not. But the direction that it's going to go, like Microsoft just 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 switched itself to an artificial intelligence company, like at its core. Google's already done it. Much like the late '90s and into the 2000s, like the internet exploded. And then in the 2010s, what was it? It was social media. The artificial intelligence, and, and, and Stokely, you remember this conversation okay. on February 16th, 2023. The artificial intelligence, the light speed in which it's going to travel in the next decade. I'm talking examples from like, hey, um, in 20 years, in 15 years, in 10 years, it might be like, hey, no more bad teachers. We're going to have like an artificial intelligence teacher for a classroom. Um it's going to be like it, it, you I saw it on Twitter yesterday. It was like I don't know what why it was going around Twitter yesterday because it's exploding. It, it, the, no one's doing any advertisement for it, but it's exploding organically. You'll be able to take my voice, measure every single wavelength from it, and you'll be able to host the Mile High Hoops podcast as me, and it will sound like me. That's where we're going. You'll be able to uh, Jimmy Kimball. They did like an uh, anniversary special. It was because of Patrick Mahomes. That's what Patrick Mahomes was um, trending, and they were talking about AI uh, because he went on Jimmy Kimmel or one of those shows. That's oh, what yeah. it was. Yeah. So, so it was after the Super Bowl, but Jimmy has a conversation. It was like a 20th anniversary show or 25th anniversary show. There's Jimmy Kimmel now 
talking with Jimmy Kimmel from 25 years ago who looks and talks and acts like Jimmy. And it's just it's the stuff like and 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 then this goes down this rabbit hole has has social media um, harmed our society in some ways. Yes, it has in very, very impactful ways. This could we don't know how it could impact. Sure. We'll be able to make a video of you saying stuff and doing stuff that you're not a part of. But there I am looking at a video of Brandon Stokely doing it, like the deep fake right. stuff that will be able to be performed within the next 10 years. It's jarring. I'm very scared of it. Okay. I'm very, very scared of it. I got it. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Thank you for that. We collectively have sports as sports fans, Stoke. I, you're going to remember this conversation no, over and I, over I'm here moving you. forward. I'm with you. I got you. I got you. Let's you don't move got on. me. You don't I'm got ready me. to move on. You don't got me. Move on from AI. We, we collectively. <laughs> While we can before AI takes over. <laughs> we collectively as sports fans have not seen something in nearly 40 years and it's going to happen this year and Denver's right in smack dab in the middle of it. I was going different places when you said that and I was like, okay, World Cup is coming here. You know, we're not here, but it's like, is it coming? No, it's going to Kansas City. We didn't get it. Um, Which is unbelievable. Then I was like, well, NCAA basketball tournaments, you know, coming here this year, March Madness, we're having the opening round. Mm-hmm. But we had that. I'll be there, know, though, by the way. Six years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to it. I'm, I'll be there also. Uh, I was like, no, well, that's not it. So I don't, I didn't, I don't know where you're going with this. ESPN's straw poll 2.0 for MVP. This is what has tipped us off the last two years that Jokic was going to win MVP. Yep. Tim Bomtemps uh, does a great job. Uh, for ESPN running this. Jokic got 77 of the 100 first place votes. Stokely, they did this in December. He got one. Wow. He got 77 first place votes out of 100 in the latest straw poll for ESPN, putting him in the most prime position to with 23 games left to be the first back-to-back to back MVP winner since Larry Bird did it in the early to mid-1980s. Larry! Jordan tried unsuccessfully. Uh, Kareem uh, tried. Uh, Steve Nash tried. LeBron James tried. All these guys that won consecutive MVPs and went for a third in a row, and they just couldn't do it. Jokic is doing it, and he's going to do it. Barring an injury, Jokic will cross the finish line, and he will become MVP. Three. MV3. I see you. Was that you or was that AI? That was AI. Yeah, see? Scary stuff. What's even scarier? I'm not even here right now. Mm. This is AI. Yeah. I knew something was off with you. I knew it. You're still at the mall. You're still I'm, at the mall. I'm at You're Charlie's at the getting court. a cheesesteak. Yeah, I, I could tell. This is just my representative. Right. Your hair, is something's different with your hair today. It looks a little bit better than normal. Got a little bit more. It's not as great. Give me the... All right, I'm looking at a book, sports book here, and they vary. Mm-hmm. But today, right now, where do you think his odds are to win the MVP? Um, minus uh, 190. Minus 250. Wow. Minus 250. The next closest is Joel Embiid. Let me guess his. I love to shoot free throws, Embiid. 
That's 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 where he gets like three quarters is of his it, points. Is at the free is throw. Is he hurt again? By the way, yeah. Is I saw something. I don't he think he played he's last play. night. He played oh, last he did. night. Okay. No, yeah, he played, but I saw something about him possibly because getting injured. I don't, I don't think don't he's going to play was. in the All Star game. Okay, because he said I'm not. I'm not. I'm not healthy. Yeah, but he played last night. Go up and type in type in Joel Embiid stats, and it'll Basketball Reference will come up and look at the amount of games he's missed every single year since coming in the league. He's missed hundreds of games now. Yeah. And he'll miss more. He's yeah. Well, he started off. He didn't play like the first year or so. You know, right. True. Uh, back and stuff. Uh, but what okay. is he plus? Uh, so he's the runner up right now. Yes, he's second place. Plus um, three hundred. Four twenty five. Wow. That's a that's a that's, that's a, a massive that's a Gulf of yeah, Mexico. It is. That's Atlantic Pacific. All of that. I mean, you're right. Look, if if Jokic stays healthy. It's it's his. I mean, it's just the way it is. The numbers are telling you. The analytics back it up. Uh, the stats back it up. The um, the straw poll, which you you need to read a lot into that. And you put us on that a year or so ago. And um, that's that's what speaks. And everything is is saying Jokic, and that's the way it's going to be. All he's got to do is just stay healthy. Um, so it's and, impressive. And now now let let me um, like I was just telling you about the AI. Let me look into the future a little bit. If he wins this award, and he's going to, as we've just discussed, if the Nuggets do not make it to the NBA Finals, or at bare freaking minimum, the Western Conference Finals, you are going to hear criticism of a basketball player in this town that has never, it will never reach the levels that the criticism, if he becomes the first MVP times three since Larry Bird, it's going to be sacrilegious for a lot of basketball people to give him credit here moving forward if he can't raise his team as the one seed with home court. Of course. I mean, we've heard it the last two years. MVP can't get out of this round. Can't can't bring him to there. You know, he's not the real MVP. So MVP got swept. Yeah, it, it will be um, at a whole nother level. Yep. If they're the number one seed and he wins it again for the third year. Yep. Um, and and that's just the way it's going to be. And but I I really don't care. In 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 twenty years, no one's going to talk about that. They're going to talk about just what we talked about with Larry Bird. Oh, this is going to be the first time since Nikola Jokic and him winning three in a row. And no one talks about well, did he win a championship? I don't know if Larry won a championship one of those years. That's not talked about, right? So I I really don't care about that. Um. And, and people will criticize or look to criticize, and they will if, if the Nuggets, like you said, don't make some type of run. Whatever. It is what it is. He's still been the best player regular season-wise, and he deserves to win it. And yep. that's just the way it is. So you'll have your haters out there. If he goes on to do it and cross the finish line, this is the list of players that will have won three in a row. Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Nikola Jokic. That would be the list. Unbelievable. Yep. Okay. Could Vance Joseph actually be returning to the Broncos as defensive coordinator? We'll talk with the guy that had the report coming up next.